How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Young Wealth Podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Ethan Lang. Before we get into today's episode, hit that follow button or subscribe button, dependent on which platform you're listening to this on. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, consider leaving a five-star rating and review. Thank you all so much for tuning into today's episode. Let's bring on our guest and dive straight in. I hope you all enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Young Wealth Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking a lot about mindset and and how it plays an impact into taking control of your finances. So today, I have a very special guest, Ian Group. So welcome on. How's it going, Ian? Hey, Ethan. How's it going? Thanks for having me. It's going really good. It's going really good. So I'm super excited because a lot of the episodes that I've had previously, you know, we're talking about specific investments. We're talking about how to budget, all these different things. But I think one of the things that can really be lacked is forgetting about your mindset. And when we were kind of figuring out what we wanted to do for this podcast episode, you you had a lot of interest in mindset. So can you give me a little background to your story and how mindset played a role into your financial decisions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I graduated law school in, in 2011, and I came out of law school with uh, a considerable amount of debt about $210,000 in, um, in student loan debt and about 20000 or so in credit card debt. And I always kind of just was angry about that, that debt. And I started, I did a clerkship after law school for a year. And then I went to go work in private practice for about six years between two firms. And throughout that whole time period, I just found myself, I found myself upset and angry. Did I make the right decision by going to law school? I have so much debt. How am I ever going to pay that off? Um, just backing up quickly in 2008, after college, I was also diagnosed with inflammatory bowel disease. This also really plays into this idea of mindset because back then I kind of had this mindset. I, I was a little upset about it, but it didn't really phase me until later on, until about 2017, was I kind of had the, the debt thing figured out, but wound up getting hospitalized uh, from my disease. Uh, I'll spare all the details, but I realized at that point, like I really needed to get my mindset wrapped around the, the struggles in my life to not let them rule me, to not let them kind of um, overshadow all of the good things that I had going on in life. So whether it was like the debt or disease mindset is, is everything because it really involves how you show up to, to life. And I made a decision that I didn't want to show up upset or angry. I wanted to show up happy and I wanted to enjoy things. Yeah. And I think one of the interesting things about that is the mindset you have isn't technically aligned with your situation. You know, there can be people that have a terrible mindset about money, you know, are super stressed about money, um, and they could have a lot of money. And that's totally. the issue is that, you know, the mindset isn't one of those things where I always hear a lot of people say like, oh, well, I don't have a high income, so my mindset around money, you know, can't be good because I don't, I don't make a lot of money. And you probably get that a lot with being a lawyer by trade. What's, what's that kind of been like for you? What do you tell people that are like, 
well, it's easy for you to say, you know, you have a high income. So I think I've done a lot of work on this. I think that we have, we all have these preconceived notions uh, regarding money. And a lot of it develops from a really young age. Um, so it doesn't matter what your income is and what your expenses are. A lot of our relationship with money comes from how we were raised. And I think that if you have this sort of scarcity mindset at a, at a younger age, and that's the environment that you grew up in, and there was definitely some of that in, in my home when I grew up. I'll just caveat because I'm sure my parents and my, my brothers will listen to this. So I had a, a privileged upbringing. I didn't want for anything, but there were times when scarcity was a theme around our house. And so that's something that I took into my adulthood, this idea of scarcity of money. Um, and regardless of having a high income, you need to work through those those issues through those thoughts. So it, 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 I think it just, the short answer to your question is it really depends on, on how you were raised. Yeah. Because it's not, there's, um, of those misconceptions that people have, you know, many, I can think about, you know, another one we talked about in the episode prep was, you know, I'm not smart enough to invest. That's probably another one you get a lot is just like, Oh, well, he's a lawyer, so investing should come easy to him. Or he's smart. He has a high IQ. You know, investing should come easy. But, And I'd like to hear your, your, your viewpoint on this as well. But one thing that I've noticed is there is a huge disparity between, you know, having a high IQ and being able to be a good investor. Because investing isn't as much about the knowledge as it is about the emotions and being able to get through the tough periods, you know, when you might want to sell your investments, when you might want to get on the hype train and those types of things. So I'd love to hear your thought on that as well. So my, my whole take on investing is you don't, you don't need to be active and looking at it and, and paying attention to it all the time. I, I prefer a more hands-off approach because I've, I've been in that, situation where I was looking to get rich quickly and I played with options and kind of those YOLO bets on, on stocks and stuff. And look, it just, it just doesn't work out. And for me, I don't want to spend all my time doing that. And so my approach for, for a while now has been this kind of like hands off, set it and forget it, try to automate as much as possible. And make long-term bets. So whether it's some companies that I really believe in long-term or even ETFs, um, exchange-traded funds, if people don't know what that is, I look for a long, I look at the, I look for a, a more of a long-term uh, investment rather than, than trading. Now, I understand the idea that, okay, someone might say he's a lawyer, so he gets it. The information is so readily available out there. To everybody. I mean, there's podcasts like this. There's tons of free information. You can just follow people online and, and, and the information's out there. So when it comes to mindset, that's something that, that people definitely have to work on. And I think it comes down to questioning why you're investing in the first place. What do you want? Do you want to be really, really rich? There's nothing wrong with that, right? If you want to be super, super rich, okay, that's great. So how will investing get you there? Do you um, have to pay off debt? A lot of people that I talk to want to invest because they have a lot of debt. And I say, well, hold up a second. Well, how are you budgeting? How, are you, how have you organized your debt? 
in order to get a handle on how you're actually going to pay that off. So I think that if you're in that position where you're saying, I really want to invest, I'm not sure what to do, you have to take a step back and try to see what's motivating you and try to figure out how you can actually get there in a, in a more logical way. For sure. And I think that one of the things you mentioned was, you know, if you want to be rich, that's great. I actually personally believe that um, that's just a super easy answer that a lot of people give like, Hey, I want to be rich, mm -hmm. but it's because they haven't gone in depth to really figure out what that means. And, and that's why I think a vision, having a vision of your future and what you want is so important. I think saying, Oh, I just want to be rich. Like that's an easy way out. There's not much thinking like everyone wants to be, to be rich in a sense and have money. But what you have to think is like, what does that rich mean to you? Like, a million dollars is just a number, but like, mm -hmm. what is that million dollars going to bring you? Like, is it going to allow you to go out and eat, eat out more? You know, what's that rich life look like to you? Is that more time freedom with your family? Like there's so many things that I think people really have to dive in and get more like honed in on what their actual vision is instead of just being able to be like, okay, well, I want to get rich, you know, because then, totally, you know, that vision is what plays into building the mindset. So how can people begin to start building that vision and seeing what they want and being able to really dig into it instead of just, I want to have a lot of money. First of all, it, it takes time. Um, and, and your vision might change over time, which is okay. Your vision at 18 might be, I want, you know, supercars and I will, <laughs> I want to live in mansions. And then by the time you're my age, I'm, I'm 36, you want to send your kids to good schools and you want money for retirement. So it'll definitely change over time. So I, I work, so I, I am a lawyer by trade about three and a half years ago, I went to go work for a, a software company. It's a startup. We basically built um, Dropbox for real estate. It's called ProDeal, a uh, little plug for my company. <laughs> and um, when I went to go work for the company, I was doing, and I still am doing a lot of sales. And when you are, selling to somebody. It's incredibly important to talk to them and to understand specifically what their pain points are. And you can't really just say, what are your pain points? Because they might say one thing. You need to ask these second and third level questions. So when somebody says, I'm having a hard time doing X, keep asking, keep going. It's like an onion. You need to peel back the layers. And that is a, that's precisely how I would tell anybody who is looking to understand what their, their vision is, is ask yourself that question. And if you know right away and you're like, I want a million dollars because I want, um, I, I want a mansion. I, I want a, a beach front condo in Miami. Okay. Like, why do you want that? Ask, just keep asking why until you really get down to the bottom, because I think that's where, that motivation and vision lies, but it's hard. It's hard to question yourself. And you may need to bounce those ideas off of somebody too. For sure. And I think, like you said, that was kind of what I was um, more referring to in the beginning was like, when people are just saying, you know, I want to be rich. Mm -hmm. right in the totally. Sense, that's, that's the right question. That's that right first question. You know, that might be your answer, but you've got to dig deeper and realize what that is. Because I think what happens a lot of times is, you know, people want to be rich but maybe the reason they want to be rich isn't that they want a lot of money. It's that, you know, they don't like the job that they're in and they want to be able to retire someday. Mm -hmm. but then the question becomes, you know, do you need a lot of money 
or do you just need to find a new job? Like really digging mm-hmm. into that question, you can find answers that can get you there a lot sooner rather than just, you know, thinking the answer, your solutions always just having a ton of money, you know, because the quality of your life while you're working is also important. You can't just, you know, work yourself to death to try to retire pay and then, you know, retire from there. It's really about how can you really dig into this vision? You said, peel back the onion, figure out exactly what you want. And then that's where the mindset comes in. So can you talk yeah. a little bit how, about how your vision has played into keeping you into having a consistent mindset? Is that something that's helped you? One of the, the, the best things I ever did for, for myself, for my career was, look, I, I started out as a lawyer, um, pra- as a practicing lawyer in real estate. And I, and I love, and I so greatly appreciate the opportunity I had to learn real estate law, to work for the people I did. But I, I always kind of knew in my, in my mind that this wasn't long-term for me. I always had this entrepreneurial drive and wanted something a little bit different, but I, I stuck with it um, and I'm thankful for it. Once, and by the way, throughout those six years of practice, I was a, I was a, I admittedly am a, was a complainer. I, you can ask my wife, you know, I would complain that I didn't like the long hours. I didn't like a lot of the substance of stuff. Um, and that's just kind of how I was. And I, I don't, I don't regret it, but once I decided, okay, I'm going to move, move on and find something else. It was like my mindset kind of fell into place with respect to my career, at least, I found the company that I work for, a startup, and it was ju- it, it just aligned with me and it aligned with my my mindset of wanting that of of wanting a little bit more flexibility in terms of time, of wanting a little bit more flexibility in, in terms of the substance of substance of my day. And so, I that was a pretty drastic career change, but I feel like I put myself in the right position for my mindset and my personality to flourish. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Cause I think there's a lot of people listening to this episode that are probably in that range of, you know, college to right out of college, maybe in their thirties that are at this position in their life where, you know, maybe they like their career, maybe they don't. And they're trying to decide like, you know, should I take this career that's paying more or should I take this career that I love that pays less? And, you know, I think there's a lot of people that are going to the career that pays more because they think that extra $5,000, $7,000 a year is going to make them happy. What in your experience have you seen, you know, where that happiness really comes from? Were you happy, you know, in a scenario where you're at a job that I don't know if it made more or not, but, um, where you're working long hours and you don't necessarily like that, but maybe you're making more money versus a job that you actually enjoy. Um, so first of all, on, on Instagram, my, my account, it, I, I aim to speak to those people, to millennials, people, I'm, like I said, I'm 36. So myself five to 10 ish years ago, I know, I think people that are 25 aren't millennials anymore, but whatever. Um, so I, I, but I, but I, my goal is to talk to those people because that is where I feel like I can speak in the most, uh, authentic voice because that's the, the stuff that I went through. So your question is, 
should somebody kind of take this high paying job that they might not be excited about or a lower paying job that they're really excited about? It's a really difficult decision. I, my career, I had an, a, a kind of a reverse career in that I did a clerkship for a year. I went to a small boutique law firm and then went to a much larger firm, which is not typical of, of a lawyer. Usually you kind of started a bigger firm and you go to a smaller firm. And my salary basically from the clerkship to the firm doubled. And then from one firm to the next doubled again. And I was making a lot of money as a lawyer, but not uh, the happiest version of myself at that time. So then I switched and I took a six-figure pay cut to go work for a startup. The key to that decision, and I was, I was married at the time, um, and uh, I had my first child at the time. So I'm in a position where I have people depending on me, right? The key to that decision was having a budget and running the numbers and talking with my wife and saying, can we do this? And the answer was yes, we were able to make it work. And, um, and so that's why, why I executed on it because I knew the numbers. So to anybody out there that's looking to make that decision, it, it's a difficult decision, but I think you have to look at the numbers and be super realistic because if you're going to work and, and live in New York city, for example, or San Francisco or some expensive city, you have to be able to afford to live. And if you have goals, then you might need the higher income to ultimately achieve those. And then just recognize that if you take path B, which I think is a great path to take, you might just uh, arrive at your goals a little bit later than you anticipated. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that a lot of people forget about with path B too, is that with a job you love, you know, if you're putting, you're willing to put in maybe those longer hours and maybe you enjoy those longer hours by having job B you know, there's that, there's that odd chance that you might end up making more money in the future with job yeah. because it's something you love and it's something that you're like passionate about doing and people yeah. can notice that, you know, so totally that side of it too. But one of the things I wanted to ask you was at that point when you made that job switch, were you already really into your finances, you know, working towards paying off debt and that those type of things? Yeah. Oh, I was, I was definitely into it. So like I said, the reason why I was able to make that switch is because I had a budget. I have, um, I use an app now to track all of my expenses, which is a lot easier, but I literally for like many years had this spreadsheet where I would enter in all of my expenses and I had a running total of my account balance and I, it would like subtract everything out. And so every month I'm like looking at this saying, okay, if I spend more, you know, four or five months later, I'm going to overdraft my account. So I can't keep doing this. Um, so yeah, I had a handle on my, on my finances. Um, it's definitely gotten better. I also a year ago moved from New York down to Florida during COVID. My wife and I had our second child, which was a, you know, it was a crazy decision in the, in the time. Cause obviously the world is upside down. We had a, another kid and, um, and we just never anticipated making the move, but cost of living down here is a lot cheaper than up north. And I'm also not paying state and, um, and city income tax. So I'm coming home with more money. 
Um, so, you know, these life decisions, like it, you obviously need to have your, your, I think you need to have your finances um, in check, but you know, when you do, and then you can see more money coming in through those decisions, it's, you know, it's pretty helpful. Well, that's what I was going to say is like, for you, you were able to make that job switch because you had somewhat of financial stability already in place. Yeah. And that's the tough thing is a lot of people that we said that are at job A that might make a little more money, you know, they, if, if you're living beyond your means, you know, you're not investing, you don't have any savings, you don't really have a budget. And it's hard to make that jump because you don't have that stability in place to be able to take mm -hmm. that risk. And I think yeah. that's another reason why, you know, having your finances in check is so important is because then you have that flexibility to, you know, make that career change, move from New York to Florida, do those things that most people might not be able to make happen. But because you were planning ahead of time, and you, you had, like you said, Florida wasn't necessarily in the vision. You know, it's kind of one. No, of it wasn't happened. But because you have this bigger vision, you have the mindset and the stability to put it all in place. When that vision does change, you have the stability to you know, make that decision quicker instead of, you know, oh, we, sh we want to move to Florida. Now you have to wait four years, you know, mm -hmm. you got to get your things in check. Um, yeah. So, you know, the vision's important. The mindset's important. But really the main thing is like people actually have to be taking action on what they're doing. How, how have you learned, you know, over time, once you have this vision, once you have this mindset, how have you learned to use that to be able to, you know, motivate yourself to take action? Um, I, I, you know, I'll use, I'll use the Florida example. You know, I, it, it comes down. I, I, I always talk about, uh, at least on Instagram, I talk about organizing yourself, organizing your numbers, organizing your debt. Um, you need that that basis. You need the foundation. You need a firm foundation in order to be able to take those next steps, right? So, um, you know, if 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 anybody's looking to make that move in life, they say they have, you know, I have a certain vision and I want to do X. It, it and I'm not trying to make it out to be complicated either, because I don't think it is in, in theory, in practice, it's another thing. In practice, it might take a little bit of time to get there, but in theory, I really just think you need a handle on your income and your expenses, right? Cause if you can say, I take an X, I spend Y, well, what, what's the, the difference in there, right? The difference is where I think you have options that would allow you to you know, maybe you want to get um, uh, a larger place to live or something, right? That's where the optionality lies. So in terms of the um, the grand vision, knowing what that is, is great, but putting yourself in the position to to get there is the first step. My, my father-in-law always talks about this, uh, the ripple effect of things. And I, 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 I've definitely stolen that from him. I, I post about that every once in a while. But um, it's not a new concept, right? The things you do today are going to affect tomorrow. And so I think a lot of what I was doing early on was not paying attention to the ripple effect that my decisions would have for the future, whether that was health-wise um, or financially, you know, going out, uh, staying up late, 
is not good for, for isn't good for my health. You know, I, I need sleep, right? So, um, like, you have to think when you're in your 20s, how do I want my 30s to look? And the decisions that you make, the vision that you have, and the actions that you take that align with that, they're really going to affect um, what you're actually able to do. One, uh, one other thing, I remember I had a professor in law school that said, if you, if you live like a lawyer uh, when you're in law school, you're going to live like a student when you're out of law school. What he meant was like, don't live like you have that high salary in, in New York City while you're in law school. Like most, of, most of my friends and I were all on, you know, on using student loan money. Um, and and I, you know, I definitely overspent when I was in law school. Like I joined this social club, which was awesome. I loved it and I loved the experience of it, but like, I didn't have the money for that. And that kind of came back around because I'm still paying off my debt right now. I have about 60, under, under 60,000 left, like 58, I think, um, to go, uh, down from 210, which is a lot, right? Um, the, that ripple effect is real. And that's what's going, when you, when you think about your actions today, it, they're going to directly affect how you can implement the vision tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. Cause the decisions today do really affect tomorrow. And I think understanding that makes you realize what decisions you need to take, you know, with yeah. having the vision, then what happens is you don't really know what action to take because if you don't have a vision, you know, Oh, this, this social club, like it's okay. It's the deal i'll be able to figure it out later but when you don't have that vision you know it's not able to to come into fruition so mm-hmm. one of the questions and this is the last question um i ask all my guests is why do you want to build wealth why is it so important to you it's a it's a great question i think about it all the time there's a, there's a number of reasons number one was i want to give my family the, the, the best possible quality of life that I can give them, which to me really just means comfortable house, security, food on the table, good education, um, and, and vacations, you know, being able to spend time with them and do things and go see the world. So my family is a huge motivation for building wealth. And then um, the second thing is just, for me, like I, I want to leave behind a legacy in the world. I want to be remembered one day as somebody who had an impact on things. I mean, and um, when I was in high school, community service was so important for me. I remember I was, I, I even got a, a scholarship to college because of all the community service work that I did. But I would go to a local soup kitchen um, every week in high school. In college, I worked for the community service office. I ran blood drives and I just, time is one thing. It's great to be able to donate time, but I would love to be able to have the means to donate my money to have an impact on the world, whether that's in education and scholarships or, you know, whatever else it is. So being able to give is, is, is something that's, that's really important um, as well. So those are my two things, family and, and giving back. I always love to hear family because there's always the money aspect but there's oh i always hear the time aspect too which mm-hmm. I think is so important you said 
to give your kids the best quality and your family the best quality of life. Like that's not yeah. just money, you know, it's the time too, but that money yeah. can give you the freedom to almost buy you time in a sense. Um, so where can these listeners find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Ian builds wealth and uh, you can always DM me. My DMS are always open and uh, you know, comment on my, on my stuff. I'll, I'll comment right back. And I love engaging and, and, and chatting with people. So at Ian builds wealth on Instagram and Twitter. Gotcha. Well, Ian, so much for coming on today's episode. Guys, make sure you follow him. I found him first on Instagram. He has a lot of amazing content that he puts out. This was a great episode, and his Instagram is really a lot of it's a lot about the mindset and that type of thing that you really need to focus on in order to build wealth, take charge of your finances, and everything like that. So, Ian, again, thank you so much for coming on today's podcast, and have a great My day. pleasure. Thanks, Ethan. All right. See you, man. Thank you all so much for listening. But before you click off this episode, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button on this podcast so you never miss an episode when it's released. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you enjoyed what you heard, please consider giving a five-star rating and review. And if you do end up leaving a review, DM me a screenshot on Instagram at RealEthanLang and I'll share it on my story as a thank you. If you have any questions about really anything from this episode or just something that's on your mind, reach out to me on Instagram at RealEthanLang by shooting me a DM and I will make sure to get back to you. If you've made it to this point, I just want to end this episode by saying thank you. Have a great day, and hopefully I will see you for next week's episode. The Young Wealth Podcast is hosted by Ethan Lang. The information provided by the host and guest is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. You are responsible for your own money and your own decisions. Information, content, or other materials created by Making Sense of Finance LLC do not constitute a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement, or offer by Making Sense of Finance and or any third-party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments.